Welcome to Sabbath Praise, a San Antonio Baptist Association prayer effort where leaders and ministers unite to intercede on behalf of our families, communities, churches, and nation. Please join us for this prayer time as we draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Welcome this evening to Sabbath Praise. We want to thank you for joining us this evening. We've been doing this almost every Tuesday night since the beginning of the year. As many of you know, we started with the focus of corporate prayer last year in the month of March. We created several videos and a number of podcasts and continued to focus on united or corporate prayer. We could also call it church-wide prayer, but prayer, More than doing it individually, we wanted to focus on joining together with other believers and focus on the importance and the encouragement that is gained by that. As we know in scripture, praying together is vitally important and we're encouraged to do that in scripture. I'm reminded of Acts 13, where the church was joined together to pray and to minister to the Lord and it was out of that that God called two men to begin a missionary effort into uh, another part of the world. So we know prayer is vitally important. We, uh, we had our annual meeting in October last year where we focused on using the Lord's Prayer as a guide. And we had 23 pastors and leaders that night to lead us in prayer during that hour and a half meeting. Prior to that, we had 21 days of of prayer and optional fasting as a focus, as an association, and God responded. God blessed us in that effort. And we're starting this year with uh, praying on Tuesday nights, and we want to thank you for joining us. We have four particular items that we'll be praying over this evening. The first is repentance, individual and national. (laughs) National repentance is vitally important. And uh, the second focus is righteousness. And we, we say righteousness at every level from the white house all the way down to (coughs) our house, excuse me. Then the third focus is praying for God's God's people, praying for the church, that the church would remain faithful to Christ, remain faithful to his word. And then the fourth focus is for spiritual awakening. Revival for the church, yes, but spiritual awakening for our nation. We, we have several, several guys uh, with us this evening. I'm very glad that, um, that they're with us. Let me go through and introduce each one. And then right before they get ready to pray, uh, they will introduce themselves and mention what church or organization they're with. We have David Brown from the San Antonio House of Prayer. He'll be leading us off this evening, starting with the the first item of a praying for repentance. And then we have Jonathan Smith with Texas Baptist He'll be leading us off and praying for righteousness from the White House down to our house. And then after that, Albert Diaz, who is on Sabbath staff, will 
join Jonathan in praying for that focus. Then we'll move to our third focus is praying for the church. Gene Loeffler from River of Life. He's the pastor there. He's also the president of Lighthouses of Prayer International here in San Antonio. And following Gene will be Pastor Joe Barber. He's pastor of St. Luke Baptist Church here in San Antonio. And then our, our final focus will be spiritual awakening. And that is going to be led by Tony Wolf of Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. And we are thankful for each pastor, for each leader on the prayer tonight. And one other pastor who may join us probably toward the end would be praying for spiritual awakening. And that would be Steve Branson from Village Parkway here in San Antonio. We are going to, to uh, get started and I'm going to open this up and then after I finish, David will jump in, and if you would, David, introduce yourself as you begin, and then we'll just pray through our agenda until we're finished. But once again, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. We want to thank you that uh, you took the time to be a part of our prayer effort. We all know it's vitally important to be praying for our, our country and for our cities and our leaders so join us in prayer tonight, and we'll go until the Lord releases us from praying. So let me begin. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we want to thank you tonight that Hebrews tells us that we have a high priest in the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. And we thank you, Lord, that he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he was one who was tempted just as we, yet he was without sin. And your word reminds us <coughs> that we are to pro approach your throne of grace with confidence so that we might find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Lord, we wanna thank you that your throne, your righteousness, your throne is, is established upon righteousness and justice mercy and truth go before you. Lord, tonight we humble ourselves as we, we pray together, pray for our nation and for our cities and, and the, the, the four, four items we'll be praying over tonight. Lord, we know in Psalm 51 that you tell us that the sacrifices of you are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you would not despise. We also want to thank you as we pray tonight. I pray for these men that you would anoint them to pray that as they pray that you would, by your spirit, lead them to vocalize how you want them to, to pray. Lord, we're reminded in Romans 8 that we're to be led by your spirit because we're your sons and daughters. And Lord, we thank you that your spirit testifies with our spirit that we're your children. Once again, Lord, we humble ourselves tonight. We seek you on behalf of ourselves and, and others. And we're reminded in 1 Peter chapter five that you oppose the proud, but you give grace to the humble. And so Lord, we humble ourselves before you because we know we have this confidence before you that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. 
And if we know that you hear us in whatever we ask, we know that we have those requests that we've asked of you. Lord, guide our prayers tonight. Lead us as we pray. Anoint each man as he prays for the items tonight. May everything lift Christ up tonight. And may all that we do and say be, be of glory to him. It's in his name that we begin our prayer time tonight. Hey, y'all. I'm David from the San Antonio Tabernacle House of Prayer. I'll be praying for uh, repentance from Jonah chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. It says, Then the people of Nineveh believed in God, and they called a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe from him, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat on the ashes. He issued a proclamation, and it said in Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, do not, do not let man, beast, herd, or flock taste a thing. Do not let them eat or drink water. But both man and beast must be covered with sackcloth, and let men call on God earnestly, that each may turn from his wicked way and from the violence which is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and withdraw his burning anger so that we will not perish. Father, we thank you for the gift of repentance that you've given to your people throughout history, that at any moment that men can turn from their wicked, wicked ways. And we thank you that your mercy leaves a blessing behind. And so we ask you for grace for repentance in this season. We ask you for grace and a fresh belief in God, Father. I thank you that uh, we are a nation who the people, people gravitate towards spiritual things, but we ask you for a belief in Jesus. We thank you that Jesus would be lifted up in our nation and would draw all men unto him. And we thank you even that it would reach our kings and our nobles from the least to the greatest. And we thank you for governmental decrees going out from governors, going out from congressmen and senators, and coming from even the presidential office, that all men everywhere should repent. And we thank you for the grace of fasting that you poured upon Nineveh. And we thank you for that fasting and that morning to strike the heart of America again. I ask that we would be able to weep between the place of the porch of the altar, like you called us to in Joel 2 that we would feel what's at stake and that intercession would once again be, be given wings even through tears. And so we thank you for these things. And we thank you that uh, you do withdraw your burning anger, that your anger does not last forever, that you delight in mercy, that your loving kindness is everlasting. And so we thank you for these things. We put them in your hands and we thank you again for the gift of repentance. And I begin the house. You give them in this hour and how to operate. What are the things that the church needs to turn from? What are the things that the church needs to turn towards this hour to be the leader that you've called her to be to this nation? I ask that you heal us and heal our voice again in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Hello, friends. My name is Jonathan Smith. Uh, for the last three weeks, I have served uh, Texas Baptist, the BGCT, as the uh, a new role as a statewide church health and growth strategist. I'll be praying about righteousness in our nation from our White House all the way down to, to us. Let, let me remind you of Proverbs chapter 21, verse 3. It's short, but it's incredibly powerful. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, a perfectly holy God. Uh, we acknowledge tonight, Lord, that there is, uh, there is nothing evil in you. You are perfectly pure. You are perfectly holy. You are perfectly righteous. You are perfectly good. And Father, you always have been and you always will be. As, as we look in the world around us, we see uh, that we are laden and infected with sin. But when we see you, we see purity, righteousness, holiness. Lord, as Psalm 119 says, you, not only are you holy, but your decrees are right and holy and good. Your word is right and holy and good. So God, we pause tonight uh, following the way you've told us to uh, pray to you. And we just acknowledge you as the Savior, as the Lord, as the only hope, um, because you sent your perfectly righteous Son to redeem us, to save us from our own sinful ways. And so, Father, we, we see in your Son this perfect holiness, and you've called us in Galatians. You said that you are holy and that we are to be and live holy as, as you are. So, God, we, we pray for an outpouring of your Spirit in our lives that we would live up to the high calling of the cause of Christ. We would live up to the high calling of holiness and righteousness and purity. And I pray, God, that for those that are praying and those that are listening and praying along, Lord, that holiness and righteousness will be our way, not because of what we can do, but because of who you are, because you are holy and because you have um, given us, you have uh, imputed righteousness, you have placed upon us, uh, the fact that, that you are holy, you are good, and you are righteous. So, Lord, may we live in this reality. May we live in this truth. And, Father, I pray against uh, so many things that cause pastors and leaders and churches to stumble. God, we, we pray against sexual sin tonight and ask us to, to live righteously and holy. God, we pray against the sins of our minds and ask you to help us to live righteousness and holy. We pray against the sin of our tongues, God, and ask you to help us to live righteously and holy. Father, we pray against uh, times that we are not unified, even in our own churches and our own Baptist life. We ask you, God, to help us to live as people who are righteous and pure and holy. Father, we, we expand from there and think about this wonderful nation that you have given to us, a nation that, that you created. God, a nation that uh, you have proclaimed in your word that every, uh, every president, every leader, every governor, every senator, um, every person uh, who's, in, who's in position is there because you placed them there. Uh, Father, that's a divine mystery to us some, sometimes as we look throughout uh, the history of the world. But God, we, we trust you that, that you truly are ruling and reigning and you're, you have a purpose for every person who is in office across this nation. So Father, my prayer is that these leaders would live in righteousness, that they live in holiness, 
God, I pray that if they don't know you as Savior and Lord, that they'd come to know you, that they would know um, the holiness and the righteousness of God, that they would see you high and exalted as you are, and they would see their own sinful condition, and they would reach out to you and receive you as Savior and Lord. Fathers, we, we, we pray that for every leader broadcast across this nation, uh, that, that they would come to know you as Savior. And so, Father, we, we ask you to, to do this good work. Use us, use believers around them to share the glory and goodness and the righteousness of Christ with them. So, Father, I pray from the White House uh, to our house, all these leaders, Lord, that, that they would make uh, decisions that are right, that are good, that are holy, that are good for um, all of humanity, all of our uh, a nation, and even beyond our nation. Father, may they, even if they're not believers, I pray that you would guide them to live inside biblical principles that honor you, that honor your word, that honor your kingdom. God, we just pray you would do miraculous and wonderful things in those who lead us so well. Uh, and Father, uh, we, we pray for our churches, Lord, that our churches would, would act justly and live rightly and live holy. God, I, I pray for churches now that are in distress uh, because of death, uh, because of COVID. I just ask you, God, to uh, well up in them righteousness and holiness, that they would be a beacon of what uh, truth truly is, not the world's truth, not certainly not the enemy's uh, false falsehoods and lies, but God, that these churches across our great state uh, would live in righteousness and holiness. For, for God, we know that integrity speaks so loud. So I pray that you would raise up in our churches people uh, who, who live in integrity. And Father, for our own homes, uh, for those of us who uh, are, are spouses, uh, fathers and mothers who are watching tonight, uh, even children, God, that we would live uh, rightly, that we would see your holiness and emulate what we see in the life of our Messiah. And Father, I, I pray that we would do what is just. Your scripture speaks of justice all the time, and I pray, God, that we would constantly be looking for those who are the least of these, those who are marginalized, those who are forgotten, those who are hungry, those who are poor. And God, I pray that we would do what is just and right and holy and love them well, uh, not only with a cup of cold water in your name, but with the gospel in your name. So Father, help us, empower us by your spirit to do that. And Lord, above everything else tonight, we're grateful that we can say with confidence, we have a holy God, a holy Savior, a Holy Spirit, uh, who is residing in our lives. And so, Father, we just pause tonight and recognize that you are right, you are good, you are just. And, Father, may we also, as we seek to be um, to, to live as children of the Most High God, and as we seek after you, as we run after you, may we live rightly and act justly. I pray this tonight in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, by the power of the Spirit, I pray in your name. Amen. Good evening. My name is Albert Diaz. I work at San Antonio Baptist Association, and I serve at Stonebridge Baptist Church here in San Antonio, Texas. We continue praying for righteousness from the White House to our house and all levels and aspects of our society. Let's pray. 
Father God, thank you for this day once again that you have given us, Lord. Thank you for the blessings that you continue to bestow upon us day after day, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Lord, today we just pray for, we pray for righteousness, Lord. We pray for the feeling of righteousness. We feel, we pray for the wanting of people to be right in the eyes of, of our Lord. Father, we pray just as your as your word says, Lord, in First uh, Timothy, Lord, your word says that when we pray, when we request that we should intercede, Lord, for all people, Lord, not only ourselves, not only those that we care about, Lord, but for all people from the kings of high, Lord, to the uh, to the lowliest of servants, Lord. Father, we thank you for the opportunities that we have to live in this nation, Lord, for the, the freedoms that we enjoy here, the freedoms that we enjoy that others do not have across this world. But Father, we pray for our government. We pray for those who are in leadership. We pray for those who are elected officials. Lord, we pray that a feeling of righteousness, Lord, a feeling of wanting to do right by you would come upon them, Lord. We pray for the congressmen, for the senators, for the governors, for the mayors, Lord, for our president. We pray for all levels of leadership, Lord, just that, that the feeling and your warmth, Lord, your love would just come through them, Lord. We pray that your word, Lord, would penetrate even the most calloused heart, Lord, even the most closed ears, Lord. We pray that those ears would be open, Lord. We pray that uh, the calluses would be removed, Lord, that hearts would be softened, that righteousness would just prevail through our land, Lord. We know, Lord, that we are we are down we're heading down a path, Lord, that we do not want to continue down, Lord. We need to stop, we need to repent, Lord, and we need to seek to be right by you. We need to speak for those who cannot speak, Lord. We need to be the voice for those who are voiceless. We need to be the voice for those who are oppressed. We need to be the voice for for all humanity, Lord. But the voice that we speak needs to be your voice, Lord. Any truth has to be a truth, a biblical truth, Lord, or a truth that comes directly from you, because our truths are, are, are worthless. Father, we continue to thank you, Lord. I, I thank you personally just for the opportunity to be here. I thank you for the, the men that are gathered here tonight, Lord. I thank you for their hearts, for their ministries, their congregations, Lord, and just the day in and day out that they choose to serve you, Lord. Lord, I pray that, that these prayers will be heard around the world, Lord. I pray that, uh, that you would be felt around the world, Lord. I pray that your presence that your spirit would move in such a way, Lord, that would move in the hearts of believers, Lord, that would cause a revival, Lord, that would cause them to want to go out and just to share your, your testimony, Lord, to share your story, Lord. I pray for those for those believers, Lord, that that revival would be would be sparked inside them, Lord. And then I pray for an awakening of this country, Lord. I pray for those who do not know you, Lord. I pray that there would be masses and masses coming to know you, Lord, in the near future. I just pray for these things, Lord, because I know that those are the only things that will preserve us as a nation and as a country, Lord, as a people. Father, we thank you as you continue to bless us. We thank you as you continue to, to just pour mercy and grace upon us, Lord. We thank you for all that, Lord, but we also ask for your help, Lord. We ask for your help in the things that we cannot control, which is almost everything, Lord. But we know that everything that happens happens because it is part of your plan. And we just, um, we pray to, to see you move mightily. Father, I thank you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, I'm uh, Gene Leffler, and I pastor the River of Life Church here in San Antonio and also lead a prayer ministry here in San Antonio called Lighthouses of Prayer. And uh, I'm going to be praying for the church and the leaders to remain um, faithful to Christ uh, and his word. And Jeremiah 3.15 says that I will give them shepherds after my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And so, Lord, in that, in that fervency of what you promised to give the people, Lord, as, as leaders of the church, I pray, Lord, that, that the church would uh, stay true uh, to your message and that we would proclaim it, Lord, whether uh, it's convenient or not. And as it says in 2 Timothy 4, 2, proclaim the message, persist in it, whether convenient or not, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching. Teaching, The Lord compel us as a church uh, to proclaim your truth and preach your message. Won't always be easy, won't always be uh, convenient, but Jesus, your words are life. Use your word uh, to correct us and encourage us and to lift us and rebuke us, teach us. Let us follow you as we hold each other accountable. Only you, Lord, can, can give us great patience and the words to teach. We fully depend upon you. I pray, Lord, that the church would be deeply committed to seeking you in prayer. As it says in Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. But Lord, we know that um, on two different occasions, Lord, you cleared the temple in, with, with righteous, uh, righteous indignation. Because your house was to be a, a house of prayer. Help us not to take that lightly. Lord, direct us to our knees and feel our commitment and desire to be devoted to communing with you in prayer. Let our church be let our churches be known uh, as houses of prayer. Keep us awake, keep us alert, fill our hearts with, with joy. Uh, no matter, Lord, the circumstances that we, we may be in, and um, that your body will remain faithful, Lord, uh, to prayer. Pray that the, the church, Lord, will continue to boldly share uh, Jesus. Uh, Lord, for you're the only way, you're the only hope. Uh, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people, and uh, that we might be saved by it. So, Lord, uh, fill us with your spirit to be bo to boldly proclaim uh, there is salvation in no one else but through you. Um, that your church would lift up your name. Um, Jesus, your name is above all names. Only you can save. Keep us committed to sharing your salvation, your beautiful, wonderful, life-changing um, word, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the church would would boldly, Lord, speak that out. Compel us, Lord, boldly to speak your name. Because your name, Lord, and your name only, Lord, is uh, to be worshipped and proclaimed. Lord, I pray that the church leaders uh, that would remain uh, fervent and faithful in following you, that they would serve humbly. Lord, I pray uh, for, for protection of their witness, 
and is of their uh, for their um, uh, their example. In First Peter five two three, it says, "Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but freely, according to God's will, not for the mo- not for money, but uh, not for the money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock." The Lord, we lift up our church leaders to you. We pray for our pastors, ministers, um, elders and deacons and teachers and lay leaders, Lord. Still shepherds' hearts in them. Inspire them to dig deep into your word and root their, their lives um, in you alone. Protect their families, their time with their families. We pray for humility as they lead, pouring out um, your grace your generosity on them and through them. Lord, preserve their witness. Lead them as they walk with you and give them the capacity, Lord, to show your love and your mercy and your forgiveness. Um, Lord, again, uh, lead us and compel us to be faithful, to stand in the gap, Lord, um, for our, our, uh, our churches and our cities, Lord. Uh, that, Lord, again, that we would remain uh, passionate and fervent, Lord, that we would uh, lament and cry over our cities, Lord. I pray, Lord, for every leader and pastor, Lord, as we uh, shepherd in our cities, the places, Lord, that you place in us. Um, Lord, we thank you that you've allowed us to be partners with your gospel. And so, Lord, we pray that your kingdom will come and it will be done on the earth as, as it is in heaven. Uh, so, Lord, thank you for the church. Your word says, Lord, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You've capacitated the church, Lord, uh, to be the answer uh, to our nation's problems, to our city problems, to the globe. So, Lord, we pray that you will continue, Lord, to uh, move us forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm Joe Barber. I'm the pastor of the St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church located on the, east, the west side of San Antonio. I'm also the regional consultant for the African American Fellowship of the Texas Baptist, Baptist of Texas. I'm, I'm charged with praying for the churches. Father God, we come this evening, Master, praising you, Father, for who you are. Father, we are in awesome wonder how great you are. And Master, you allowed us, oh God, this period of time to come together, oh God, and pray unto you, our Father, that already know what we stand in need of. We are in awe, Master, because even though we're separated by distance, we are connected by faith, faith in knowing that you are God and you super rule over our lives. You are, you are omnipotent, you're omnipresent, and you're omniscient. Father, we are in awe because you already knew that this day would come that this time would come, that this season would come, when men would come together and cry out to a God that knows all and sees all. Father, the fact of the matter that you not only know all, you not only see all, but you can do all. For this cause, we say thank you. And we are in awe of your greatness. We come before you now, Master, crying out thank you. Thank you for for being careful with us, considering us even now. Father God, we are imperfect men. We're imperfect vessels, but God, you inhabit us to do a perfect work. What an awesome job. What an awesome mission. What an awesome God 
that can take imperfect men to do a great work. Our Lord, who we are and our own frailties. Here we are, Father, facing times that we've never seen before, seeing situations that we never could have fathomed before. Oh God, we admit even now that some things are shaky, some things are confusing, some things are unsettling that we see with our own eyes, even feel on our hearts. But we come to you, God, that you know all and you see all. We come to you, Father, to find comfort in your presence, come find comfort in your word. Now, Lord, we pray, oh, Father, that you would strengthen your church. Oh, God, give us power that you established many years ago, that you gave us power, preaching power, to be able to preach an uncompromising gospel, teaching clarity, to be able to teach the word of God in truth. Oh, witnessing strength, to be able to witness and stand in this unsettling time, witness and stand in this changing time, witness to change, stand when things seem to go different, but witness to stand for the goodness of the Lord. Well, Father, we pray, oh, Master, for your church and the mission that has been set for us, the mission that was claimed by the one that declared all authority in heaven and earth was in his hand. It's in his name that we stand out. It's in his name that we stand on. It's in his name that we go before. We ask, oh, Father, that you will empower us, remind us even now, who we are and whose we belong to, and the mission that is before us. We thank you, sir, that you even looked beyond our faults and supplied us, oh God, with what we needed. We thank you, sir, that you chose to use us. What a mighty God you are, with our inconsistencies, with our frailties, but you chose to use us to do a great work for you. What a mighty God you are. We ask, oh Father, that you continue to be with us. Help us, oh God, to love people to life. Help us, oh God, to love people to life like you loved us to life. For you gave us love from Calvary's cross. You shed love through your unmerited favor. You show us love daily. And Father, help us even now as your church to show love to those that are unlovable, that are unreachable, that are untouchable, and love them to you. Love them to the cross that they will come to know that there is a God that sees all and can do all. In fact, you do all things well. Father, we thank you now that you even allow us this time to come together. But we've lived long enough, God, to realize that except the Lord allow, we wouldn't be able to do a thing. You still have all power. You are in all our world is in your hands and you're able to do all things. Oh God, we love you. Father, we love you now. We love you, Father, because you showed us a great love and that you allowed your son to die for us. You showed us a great love because you suffered for us. Help us, oh God, to remember that you love us so much that you feel our pains. You know about our uncertainties. You know about our hesitancies. You know the mountains that we're crossing and you're able to get us through. Thank you, sir, even now. Bless God every church that stands. Bless God every church door that's open. Remind us even now of the foundation that we've been established upon. The one that claimed that he had all power in heaven and earth was in his hand. Breathe on us that we can be that go ye church to be able to love folks to life in Jesus Christ. Love you, sir. Thank you, sir, for this time. We believe like the saints of old said, just a little talk with Jesus makes everything all right. In his precious name, we do pray. Amen.
My name is Tony Wolf, and I serve the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention Churches as the Senior Strategist for Church Health and Leadership. And I'm going to lead us in prayer for spiritual awakening, beginning with 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not willing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Father, thank you for your patience toward me and toward all of us who've prayed and who join on this call. God, thank you that you are patient with us in our own sin, in our own transgression. God, that, that before Christ, without Christ, we were lost and dead in this sin. Before you, because of your great mercy that you had for us, made us alive in Christ Jesus by grace through faith. Lord, thank you for your patience toward us. And Lord, we turn uh, our eyes and our mind and attention and our hearts now to our own nation that is so greatly divided and torn. And Lord, I'm just imagining you being a father who is so patient and so kind to wait for us to come to repentance. Lord, if you would just rend the heavens and come down, Lord, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, Lord, our our souls are thirsty for this, like deer panting for the water. God, we, we long for you. God, we've heard the report about you, as the prophet said. Uh, we stand in awe of your deeds. God, we pray for you to revive your work in these years. Make it known in these years, God, in your, in your wrath that you would remember mercy. God, we don't deserve this mercy. But Lord, you displayed it so clearly and so purely and perfectly on the cross of Jesus Christ, right there where you put the hostility to death. Lord, where you put the hostility to death that would exist between Jews and Gentiles and, and slaves and free and male and female and, and, and any other wall that we would throw up to divide us, God, you, you put it to death on the cross. You killed hostility. And Lord, as a, as a divided people in so many ways, God, we, we long for, we are desperate for you to rend the heavens and come down. God, I'm reminded in prayer now of, of you turning your eyes and your ears to your people, Israel, in Egyptian captivity. God, that, that you would say, I've heard their cries and I've seen them in their misery. I know them and I have come down to rescue them. God, come down to rescue us. Lord, thank you for, for Jesus Christ rescuing us each from our sins when we turn in repentance and faith in him. And God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, how we long for that Acts 2 moment again. God, because we've been the kind of church who's, who's, who's tried to do all the right things, God. We've, we've tried to put everything in motion. We have the best technology and the greatest music and and the most money the church has ever known, and the greatest programs, and the most charismatic and relational preachers and pastors. But God, if you don't breathe on this, nothing is going to happen, Lord. So make us not just an equipped people, make us a desperate people who are longing for, begging for, hungering, and thirsting for your presence. God, we cannot, we must not go forward 
unless you go with us. God, it's your presence that distinguishes us as a people. So God, we pray together as pastors, as church leaders, as friends, and just as Christians who turn our hearts to you now, wherever we're gathering from, wherever we're tuning into this live prayer call from, God, we turn our hearts to you in full expectation that you are still the God who sees and who hears and who knows and who cares and who can. And God, we invite you as if you needed our invitation, but God, we're longing for it. God, we invite you by your manifest presence to fill our individual lives and and the spaces of our congregations and our state conventions and uh, Saba and and our fellowship and God, yes, our nation, Lord, we, we invite you, we long for you to breathe on us again. Lord, we, uh, we don't have another plan. And God, we don't have another hope because you're it. You're, you're all we've got. So Lord, through this one faith and this one baptism, this one Father who's over all and in all and through all, this one Spirit, God, through this one Spirit, we pray that you would breathe on your church again and send an awakening in our day, Lord, like we've never seen before, that you might receive glory because we know that when you receive the glory, it works out for our good. So God, this is our prayer. Lord, hear us cry out for you with longing hearts joined together that you might breathe on your church again. Lord, this is our prayer in Jesus' strong name and for his glory. Amen. As I follow Tony, uh, I want to use Philippians 4.13 to start. Everybody knows that one. I can do all things through him who strengthens uh, me. A lot of times we claim that as a promise, but that was a statement of something Paul could do. And so what I'd like to do is I pray for spiritual awakening. I see a real need that God needs to raise up a godly people who have a true heart for him that can honestly say that they can do all things through him who strengthens us. So join with me as we ask God's blessing on that. Father, as I come to you this moment, Lord, I want to Thank you for the salvation that you have given us through Jesus Christ. The most amazing gift that we could have ever asked for had been given to each and every one of us through your son. And fathers, we've gone through very difficult days. You know, for me, the last couple of weeks have been tough. I buried four good friends in the last uh, two weeks because of all that we're walking through. And I'm reminded again of your presence and of your love and your graciousness, even in the midst of all of this tough time. And so as I Think of the passage I just quoted a minute ago, 413. Paul told us to rejoice. Lord, please restore the joy of our salvation. David asked for that. We desperately need, in what's been tough days, joy. There can be no spiritual awakening without us having that joy restored back in a powerful way. As Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Our, our real strength to live life and to face whatever we're doing and to pray and to labor towards spiritual awakening in this country will come from the strength that overflows from the joy of our salvation. So, Father, my prayer today is that you will open our eyes to grasp and to deeply understand the amazing price paid by Jesus to give us life, to bring about forgiveness, and to give us the promises that we can stand on. The world is in desperate need 
of having hope. And we're the ones who have it. May we live lives that demonstrate that the hope is real. So make joy real to us this day. And with joy comes strength. And then we can do what Paul said. Let our gentle spirit be made known towards everyone. Father, if there's spiritual awakening, we got to step up to the plate and treat all men and women on a good basis. The rich, the poor, the, the good, the bad, the educated, the uneducated, all people have to become important to us. Not just the group we're comfortable with, but all people. Lord, open the church's eyes to sense the need of compassion towards all. It comes from our joy. It gives us a strength to be able to have that gentle spirit towards everyone. And so, Father, I'm asking that for the church today. There's a very gentle spirit in the midst of tough days. That power under control that treats people according to the golden rule. But also, Father, we'll do that. We understand that your presence is there with us. For we have been crucified with Christ. It's not us who live, but Christ lives in us. So you're there with us every single moment. So, Father, I pray for the church joy. I pray that we have this passion and compassion for the people who are around. And then, Father, I ask that you help us not to be consumed by worry, but to pray with thanksgiving. Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. Too often we forget all the blessings of privileges that we have been given. May every moment of our life be consumed by grateful hearts for the how you've taken us from being totally lost in blindness, consumed by death, and you gave, made us alive, the ability to live fully every single day. And so when we face the difficult circumstances of life, we'll rejoice, we'll treat people right, and we'll be thankful because we'll understand promises that you're with us. You never leave us nor forsake us. We'll understand promises that you make all things work together for good to those who love you, called according to your purpose. We'll understand that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So our lives need to be consumed by that, by that thankfulness for the blessings you've given us. And then, Father, you promise peace, a peace which surpasses comprehension. The church will have an impact when people live in that kind of peace. It's what the world's looking for, that quietness of heart in the midst of an age that's in an uproar and divided. Lord, may the church shine forth uh, the peace, the peace that Jesus leaves. And then, Father, that then gives us the ability to think clearly of that which is good, good reputation, that which is excellent, that which is beautiful, all the different qualities that Paul gave us there in that passage. But Father, when I'm filled with your joy, when I'm walking with people in a correct way, when I'm praying with thanksgiving and I have the peace, then I can think clearly. And Lord, the church needs these days clear thinking. We're having to do things differently. We've ever had to do them before. And so give us the ability to know how to respond and how to help and how to minister amidst what have been trying times. For people out there, I've seen it in the last couple of days with counseling, with funerals and everything else. People are hurting. And so, Father, give the church the ability to do things in a, uh, in a new way, but better way, built on old truths, the truths of salvation of the gospel of Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
And then, Lord, you say to practice these things, the things that we learn, have seen, and heard. Father, for there to be a great spiritual awakening in America, the church needs to do these things. We need to be a part of our life every single day. So, Father, I pray that among, especially as we're doing San Antonio today, that the churches of San Antonio move in the heart of your people to be able to respond in this kind of way. It's because of that that Paul then would say he's learned to be content wherever he's at in life. So, Father, if we're going to move towards a spiritual awakening in the church, we have to be content during COVID days or non-COVID days, during days of blessing or days of trials during days when we have abundance or during days we have absolutely nothing. And Father, when we do all of these things, when we understand our salvation in Christ, when we respond to people like you've called us to, to have a passion and love for them like you've called us to have, when our lives are not consumed by worry, but we're grateful and we seek you in prayer always. And when we have peace, when we find eventually that leads to contentment, then we can do all things through Christ. And Father, the church desperately needs to be able to get to that point. Our country today needs the, the peace that comes from the gospel of Christ, the power that comes from the gospel, like it's never needed it before. So my prayer, Father, is you raise up men and women in San Antonio who have such a confidence in, in Christ, such an understanding of who Jesus is, that it transforms their life with joy, transforms their lives with gentleness. It transforms it with thanksgiving. It transforms it with the mind of Christ and that we can be there and impact and help people to know that the only hope and the only answer that there is in this world is Jesus. And then I pray, Lord, that you'd open the eyes of the lost world to be able to see Jesus. Their eyes are blinded. Open their eyes and help us to boldly proclaim the gospel, because it is the, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. So give us a boldness to be able to take all of this, not to just use it for ourselves, but a boldness to be able to stand in this day. And with our abilities that our churches now have to be online, Lord, may through the, those who are in worship and those who are at home watching impact our lives in a way that we could have never comprehended. Use this time that we've done this year to help us reach even more. And Lord, with the power of the gospel, may it transform each and every person who hears us preach either inside our worship centers or in their living rooms or on their iPads or their phones. Lord, use this to impact our nation. Use it to bring us to our knees, to humble us, to seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Father, thank you that we were able tonight to come together as a group and seek you. So we ask your blessings on all the prayers that have been prayed this day in this, in this Zoom meeting, in this time together. Bless these prayers. Hear our prayer. And Lord, answer them in a very powerful way. It is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, men, for leading us in prayer. I am always blessed by listening to others pray. And uh, thank you so much for being led in your prayers. Um, those of you who are listening, we wanna thank you for taking the time to listen and to join with us in prayer. We, uh, we had a very good prayer time tonight, I think very effective. And 
<clears throat> I just want to say that thank you to each one of you guys who prayed this evening. Uh, for those listening, each guy on the call, I would consider a personal friend. I know them personally and very grateful for them being a part tonight. Um, let me go around the room and uh, the digital room and once again, introduce each one. And if you would, when I call your name, would just if you could just lift up your hand and uh, Albert, if you could put it on on the screen where everybody is seen, then I'll go around and introduce everybody. Okay, are we, we there, Albert? Okay, <clears throat> those of you watching should be able to see each one of us. Let me start first with David Brown, San Antonio House of Prayer. David, thank you for being a part of it tonight. Jonathan Smith, Texas Baptist. I've known Jonathan since really 2004, 2005. Jonathan um, was um, a youth pastor when I started uh, in a different association. Thank you, Jonathan. Albert Diaz. Uh, Albert and I work together every day. And then Gene Loeffler, Gene is at River of Life and Lighthouses of Prayer International. Um, joined a prayer group with Gene, what, six or eight months ago, Gene. And uh, Gene's also here in San Antonio and uh, doing a great job at Lighthouses of Prayer. Then we have Pastor Joe Barber. Joe, thank you so much for being a part of us tonight. You're always a, a, a tremendous blessing. And uh, you always have a smile on your face. So we're grateful every time we see you. Regardless of how our day's going, we know you're having a good day. So, and then we have uh, Tony Wolf, Southern Baptist of Texas. I've known Tony since maybe 2006 or 2007. I was in a different association and Tony became the, uh, the worship leader and then moved on and uh, became a pastor, got your doctorate. And anyway, God's really blessed your life. And then we have Steve Branson, who is a pastor in uh, Saba. And Steve is at Village Parkway. Steve uh, joined us late. Thank you for uh, doing your, your radio program and then getting on with us this evening. And uh, thank you for taking the time. Once again, guys, uh, great prayer time tonight. I appreciate each one of you and appreciate all that you do for so many other people. Uh, leave us comments in the comment section on Seba Facebook. We will turn this into a video and a podcast. So connect with us at another time. Once again, may God bless our nation. May God have mercy upon us as a people. We have gone our own way. We have sought our own direction and we have forgotten the Lord as a country. And our prayer is that God would have mercy upon us as a nation. Thank you guys for uh, leading us. Thank you for listening. May you all have a great week. And this, uh, this concludes our podcast tonight. <clears throat>